Okay, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I'm going to ask Stacy Carr to step up. She's going to be conducting our services for Dean. Um, you're going to have to, I guess, stay where you're at, stand it. I mean, all the seats are taken in the funeral home, and um, just bear with us, if you will. Thank you. Love the life you live and live the life you love. That's how we're going to begin today's service, and that's how we're going to end today's service. On behalf of the Finicaro family, uh, I would like to thank everyone for coming here today to honor the life of Dean. Uh, my name is Stacy Carr, and I am a friend of the families as well as a mother and a grandmother and a uh, member of the New Church Live Celebration of Life Ministry. Um, I first want to address the energy in this room today. I, I really felt like, it, you know, it's kind of all over the place, but the things that I, I really feel in this room and everything that I feel is totally appropriate. And what I feel is I feel love, and I feel I hear great memories being talked about, and I feel some laughter, and of course there's a deep, deep sadness and tears. And all of those emotions are absolutely okay today. So today we're going to actually, we're going to begin the service with a prayer. Then we're going to have a family friend, Steve, come up and he's going to do a poem for us. And then we're going to share memories of Dean and, and uh, his life and what it meant to all of us. Uh, we're going to talk about what's next a little bit. And then we're going to end the service with a blessing of the family. And in that blessing of the family, we are going to have the immediate family members and friends come up, lay hands on the family, say the blessing. I ask everybody, whether you're in the hallway or in the back, if you want to lay your hand on the shoulder in front of you, it's just a way for us all to connect. And there's such a connected energy here today. I think that would be great. And then we are going to end by saying Dean's favorite quote again in unison. So let's just start with, with a small prayer. I got all these up. Lord, we come here today with broken hearts, heavy hearts. Lord, we know that life holds deep, incredibly painful challenges. Be with this amazing group that is gathered here today at a time when these challenges are so at the forefront. Be present in their lives. Allow, Lord, there to be a light in this darkness a light that is both the memories of this amazing young man so deeply loved and a light that is the community that is gathered here today to support each other, gathered in love. Be with this family, Lord, and this community of love as the words spoken here today and the memories shared, may they be as Dean would have wanted. In your name we pray. Amen. Now, Steve, if I could ask you to come up and offer the poem for us. The Little Dash Poem in Loving Memory of Dean. I read of a man who stood to speak at the funeral of a friend. He referred to the dates of his life from the beginning to the end. He noted that first came the date of his birth and spoke of the following date with tears. But he said what mattered most of all was the dash 
between those years. For that dash represents all the time that he spent alive on earth. And now only those who loved him know what the little line is worth. For it matters not how much we own, the cars, the house, the cash. What matters is how we live and love and how we spend our dash. So think about this long and hard. Are there things you'd like to change? For you never know how much time is left that still can be rearranged. If we could just slow down enough to consider what's true and real and always try to understand the way other people feel and be less quick to anger and show appreciation more and love the people in our lives like we've never loved before. If we treat each other with respect and more often wear a smile, remembering that this special dash might only last a little while. So when your eulogy is being read with your life actions to rehash, would you be proud of the things they say about how you spent your dash? Can everybody here in the back? Okay. Thank you, Steve. So what does it mean to leave your, live your dash? Um, in a situation like this, it's so difficult not to be consumed on how short Dean's dash was and how he passed into the spiritual world and why. And I don't have the answers for that today, and we probably never will. But we, what we are here to talk about today is who he was and how he lived his dash. I got the honor to sit down with his parents this week and talk about Dean, and I, I was able to collect some information from them as well as uh, friends and family that, that sent on things that they wanted to remember about Dean. And uh, Dean was born December 18th. 1997 to Bonnie and Anthony and I have to say a couple words about Bonnie and Anthony because I think it speaks to who Dean was so Bonnie and Anthony um, were sitting there and I mean I, you can just imagine the energy as we start to talk about how they want this service to look and it's serious and there's laughter and there's tears and there's all of that and in the background there's a trash truck and in the midst of this, Bonnie jumps up with sandwiches and runs it out to the trash men to feed the trash men. Anthony grabs waters. And then Anthony shared that he had already taken stuff down to the police station. To me, that's precious. That speaks to who these people are in the worst of worst times. Also, 
I asked them to text me if there was anything that they think that it was really important to say that we, you know, we may not have talked of. And, and we did talk of all this, but Bonnie, in the midst of all this, who's she thinking about? She's thinking about other people. Stace, make sure that you let Alyssa know how much Dean loved her. And Stace, please make sure that you mention the other boys. In a time when we totally expect them to be consumed with nothing else but themselves, they're worried about other people. That's who brought Dean into this world. He had a big brother, has a big brother, Anthony, who he always looked up to. He had maternal grandparents, Joan Bastido and the late Robert, maternal grandparents, Anthony Finicaro and the late Dolores, aunts, uncles, cousins, eight aunts and uncles and, and many cousins, and obviously many, many friends. He attended Oliver Heckman grade school, and then he graduated last year from the Chamonix High. They called it a 12-year struggle for Dean. Um, <laughs> not because Dean wasn't a smart kid, but Dean couldn't sit still. That was Dean's problem. He didn't like to be sitting still. So as I learn about more about Dean, even though I knew, I've known Anthony and Bonnie for a long time, and I've known Dean for many, many years, I really got to see Dean through the eyes of those who loved him. And there were some things that just kept coming up and up. So they're the, the things we're going to talk about today. The first thing was fearless adventurer, <laughs> okay? Some of us cruise gently and quietly through life. That was not Dean. <laughs> Speaking to Dean's loved ones, these are the words that came up as far as that is concerned. High energy, extreme, daredevil, and fearless. Anybody who watched that uh, video could see all of that. I said, when did this start? Started when he got wheelie sneakers and then a scooter. <laughs> Five years older, uh, little Anthony is than Dean. So Bonnie would take little Anthony to the skateboard park because he enjoyed a lot of the same things his brother did. And Dean would get right in there with the big kids, man. He got right in there and he was, you know, jumping things with his scooter and, you know, just absolutely fearless. So they saw this in him at a very young age. Um, started with the wheelie sneakers, went to scooter, bike, skateboard, ice hockey, snowboarding. Dean loved extreme sports. He also loved fishing. And I guess that's what he did when he was resting up from the extreme sports. I'm not sure. He, um, he broke his, his leg in his femur in an ATV accident. And when he did that, he swore he wasn't going to ride again. That was it for Dean. He wasn't doing it again. And Anthony caught him doing wheelies in his wheelchair in the garage. So they felt pretty certain at that point that this kid would get back on a bike again. And before that splint was off of his leg, Dean was back on a bike. So a couple years ago, family trip with some wonderful family friends. Go to Jamaica. Where does Dean want to go? Rick's Cafe, 35-foot cliff. Dean's jumping off of it. So... Dean was an adventurous, fearless kid. That's the way he was. That was in his heart, and there is nothing that Anthony and Bonnie could have done to stop that. It was who he was from the beginning. And they embraced it, and they helped him, and they took him to the hospital and got him casks and bandages him up, and he did it again. Uh, but I don't think if they tried to stop it, they could have. Because with that, the next thing that I heard 
a lot about when talking about Dean was a non-conforming free spirit. And that's my nice way of saying that Dean didn't care what other people thought. Dean was going to do what Dean was going to do. Uh, he was a wild spirit. He had a unique fashion sense. Uh, Dean could be caught with different socks on. Uh, Bonnie often said to Dean, are you really going out of the house like that? <laughs> um, and recently, there was two recent stories that I thought were awesome. Uh, Bonnie and Dean went to Grandmom's house to go swimming, and after they were done swimming, they had to go to the bank. Dean, of course, didn't have his ID, so they had to go in the bank so that he could give the account number, which he was very proud he actually knew, so that was good. Um, he forgot his shirt at Grandmom's. How's he going to go in the bank with no shirt? No worries. Bonnie has a little wom very womanly white jacket in, her, in the car. Dean put that jacket on, and in the bank they went. <laughs> and I was thrilled that Bonnie actually has a picture of that that we could see today and remember. Dean didn't care. He had to go to the bank. That's what he had to wear, and that's what he did. And that's who Dean was. He recently also bought himself a pair of white Crocs. Now, imagine how ridiculous Dean must have looked in white Crocs, okay? He was tired of ruining sneakers at work, and they were the cheapest ones. And another work colleague was teased for wearing t white Crocs, so I guess Dean thought he'd up them and wear even more ridiculous white Crocs. That's who Dean was. The other thing and that came up again and again and again, and it's certainly evident from all of you here today, is that Dean was a loyal friend with a huge heart. Friends of all backgrounds, he didn't care what your age was, your race, your religion. If you were Dean's friend, you were Dean's friend. Richmond Ice, ice Cream in Levittown, he was a cook there, which he loved. And Dean's brother's girlfriend, Sam, describes Dean's time at Richmond like this. This is Samantha's words. Dean was struggling a little bit with his future and what he wanted to do. So Sam bought him home an application for Richmond's. She remembers that he walked into Anthony's room and she very sternly told him that he needs to fill out the application like everybody else and he needs to take this seriously. This was no joke. She explained to him that the job was there for him as long as he showed up and did a great job and she did not have time for games. Sam remembers the way that he looked at her and promised to work hard and not mess around. Mind you, with a grin on his face like he was up to something. And she will be the first to tell you that he stood by his word from the first shift to the last. He took every day seriously and he focused. And this is something that Sam will never forget because he got the opportunity to prove to himself and his family, most importantly himself, that he could be part of a bigger team and he could do something like this. When he wasn't there, you could most likely find him with his girlfriend, Alyssa, that he would adored and would do anything for. Bonnie and Anthony asked me to tell Alyssa how much Dean meant to her, and I don't have those words. I think that she knows it in her heart and I think that he'll always be with her. If he wasn't with Alyssa and Ace, his dog, he was hanging out with 
Liz or Stevie or Billy or James or Nick or Hunter or Will or John, and that's just to name a few. I looked onto Dean's social media. Well, the truth of the matter is, since I wasn't friends, I couldn't see his social media, so I had to get a friend to sneak on for me. <laughs> but these are the words of his friends, and to me, this is, the most, this is the most significant thing about Dean that will stay with me, what his friends said. And I'm just going to read a few. I, I could read these all day. We'd be here for days because so many people had things to say. My no heart has never been broken before. I loved you since day one, and I will hold the memories we shared close to my heart for the rest of my life. Another wrote, you left a mark on each one of us, and I'm so proud to call you my friend. Dean Finichero, unforgettable. Our memories are indescribable, and this pain is unbearable. All of our worlds are just flipped upside down. Thank you for making life better, even in the worst times. The three words, I love you, isn't enough. It doesn't explain enough. Someone else remembered Dean by saying, you taught us that no matter what struggles life brought us, that you will always find your way. And someone else wrote, to the boy that always lived down the street, thank you for always being a phone call away, even if we were screaming at each other a minute before. Heaven has no idea what they're in for. <laughs> My angels don't need wings, they have wheels. And he will never be forgotten. So now what's on the other side of that? We know who Dean was. We know how he touched our lives. We know that we'll hold these sweet, sweet memories dear. We know that we have to keep showing up for Dean's friends and family long after today as the road ahead of them is so, so long. I'm going to ask everybody for a minute. We're going to talk about what's next. And I'm going to ask everybody for a minute to just take a deep breath and relax. And close your eyes if you're comfortable, just for a minute. I want you to picture Dean. And I want you just to imagine Dean waking up in heaven. Awoken gently by God and surrounded by angels. Nothing to fear. Nothing scary. A peace a peace which surpasses all understanding, surrounded no doubt by those who love him, people who know he tried his best. Who do you see there to welcome him? I think it will be his great-grandfather, lovingly referred to as Gumps, and his grandfather Robert and grandmother Dolores will surely be there with open arms. And I'm sure Bobby will be there too. All people who knew him and loved him and truly knew his heart.
into a life, a transforming life, an unfolding life, where his best self is freed from struggles and judgments, a coming alive, eternally alive, a place where he will live in peace and be surrounded by a new love, a love that surpasses all of our earthly understanding. We believe that God blesses our best intentions in this space for all eternity. And that is where Dean is now. Now you can open your eyes to all the ways he will still be here with us on earth as our time here on earth continues. Dean is still here with us. He's in every tear that is being shed today, every yellow bow that is placed, in meals shared, in the warmth of the sun, in the whisper of the wind, in every sweet way that we remember Dean. Dean is there, and we will see him again. And it'll be easy to know Dean when we see him again, because we'll know him by his contagious laugh. He will be the angel with the wings and the wheels, riding at 12 o'clock. And I'm sure his first words to us will be of love and gratitude that you cared and that you walked with him in times that were both deeply blessed and deeply broken. Because that's what life is about. Life is both blessed, broken, and shared. This is what we know. Now I'm just going to take a moment and I'm just going to ask for people. We're not going to ask people to share stories because, again, there's a lot of stories to be shared. But I am going to walk around and ask if anybody would like to raise their hand. And what I'd like to hear is just one word that you would use to describe Dean. Beautiful. Courageous. Passionate. Fearless. Fearless comes up a lot with Dean. <laughs> An animal. I'm wa There's a lot of people in the back. I'm walking back a little. Oh, I'm sorry. Anybody else back here? One word. Adventurous. Family. One word, guys. It's okay. You don't have one. Sweet. And these are the kind of things that I heard about Dean. 
with everybody I've spoken to. And it's amazing in such a short dash how he affected so many people's lives. Thank you, everybody. So we're going we're gonna to close today's surf, service with a blessing of the family. So I'm going to ask for Bonnie and Anthony to come forward. And the blessing of the family, we're going to have Bonnie and Anthony come forward. And um, then we're going to ask the family, the close family and friends, to come just lay their hands. And Anthony, if he wants to come. And the Bible I'm holding right now first originated back from a first responder at 911. And basically, it's a symbol of unity uh, for all humanity. It doesn't care what your belief system is or who you are. It's just, um, it's just something that's going to live on, and Dean's name will be placed in there, and then it'll be going further. Now, I ask the family and friends to lay their hands on the shoulders of this family. And for those of you that are in the back and together, if you feel comfortable and you want to do that, we're going to end the service today with a family blessing. And everyone in this room is, willing to, is welcome to participate. And also, then we're going to say Dean's favorite quote in unison. That's how we began the service, and that's how we will end it. Let us pray. Dear Lord, I stand here today with a family both heartbroken and living with the precious memories of a life well-lived. Be with this family, Lord. Hold them in this incredible time of challenge. Let them know that these hands that they feel on their backs are the hands of those who love them and hold them dear. They are the hands of those who love their son and will always hold him dear as well. Lord, let that love wash over them. Allow them, Lord, to feel your presence as well, your gentle holding at this time of incredible heartbreak, and also please hold the families close of Jimmy Patrick, Mark Sturgis, and Tom Mayo as they experience life, blessed, broken, and shared. And now I offer this last prayer of 11 words. It's what we call the prayer of passing well. I imagine, Lord Dean, offering these words to each and every one of us. Those 11 words to passing well, so simple yet so precious. And what they are is, I forgive you, please forgive me, thank you, and I love you. Let those words wash over you and feel Dean's presence pass through you. And as we open today with Dean's words, we will close with Dean's words. I will say them first, and then we will say them together. And those words are, love the life you live and live the life you love. And now repeat after me. And let's say this so Dean can hear it. <laughs> Ready? Love the life you live and live the life you love. In this, in your name we pray. Amen. And this concludes today's service.
you, ladies and gentlemen, if I could just ask everyone to kindly just step back to where you were prior to the blessing. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of uh, Bonnie and Anthony and Dean's brother Anthony, I'd like to thank everyone for coming here today, showing your love and support to the family. I mean, it means a lot to them to see everyone that come out, express their feelings towards them. It brings strength to them as much as it brings strength to you. And taking our final leave, we're going to be starting with this side of the room. If you will, you're going to, we're going to step up. We'll try to have the folks that are standing step up first and then we'll start from all the way in the back one of the funeral home staff will be assisting you with that we'll just be coming up row by row we're going to come up pass by dean's casket if you want to just leave them with a good thought at that point and then after after doing so kindly step out to the parking lot thank you <laughs> 